0: What Nestor does is it projects forward. It gives a buyer a 15-year timeline of when all the major systems will need to be replaced. So roof, windows, HVAC, major plumbing and electric appliances. And then it says, this is when those things are gonna need to be replaced for this house. This is how much a, a buyer will need to save every month on top of their mortgage. Welcome to Pod County. I'm your
1: host, Kyle Grantham. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking with Brendan Keneally. Many of you may know him as the former president of Selese School, but now he is heading up a pretty cool project called Nestor. Nestor is most easily compared to Carfax, but for houses. It is a platform, nester.app, uh, Nestor.app, uh, Nestor N-E-S-T-E-R.A.P.P. You can check it out online um, that pretty much gives home buyers the same kind of insights into a home as you might get into a used car through Carfax. So we're talking to Brendan about that project and kind of where he sees it going. It's a new platform. New features are rolling out for current homeowners, for those who are looking to sell their home and those who are looking to buy a home. And we got to play around with it a little bit, and it really is a, a pretty insightful tool Uh, that home buyers can use now certainly doesn't replace any of the inspections or or due diligence you should do but it is another tool in your tool belt that you can use especially in today's housing market to make sure you're making the right investment so if you want to learn a bit more find out about something that can hopefully help you if you're looking to buy a home or if you own a home and you're trying to plan a bit for future costs uh, this this might be a pretty interesting podcast for you so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of County. of pod county i'm your host kyle grantham joined today by county executive batmeyer and brendan Keneally of Nestor, but not just of Nestor. formerly uh
0: Silesianum, right yes yeah, i was president of Silesianum for 10 years and uh stepped down at the end of 21 just a cup of coffee there yeah, <laughs> that was uh, so. I was at the News
1: Journal from twenty thirteen through twenty seventeen, sure. and at least covering Sally's Sports. Those were some of the f- best years of Sally Sports I can remember. So you know, congratulations for all you yeah, did there.
0: Thanks. I wish <laughs> I could take credit <laughs> for some of that, <laughs> but no, they, they they do all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah sent, they well.
2: sent a couple guys. Someone <laughs> in the NBA draft, first round draft pick. Yeah, draft Minnesota draft. Vikings. Uh, and, and then yeah.
0: and then Brian O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it to the Vikings and then and Dante to the NBA. Who I mean, I remember Brian on the basketball team. I mean, he was good on the football team. He was great, but yeah, Brian was player of the year, which was kind of interesting because Dante and Brian played on the same team, state championship team. Brian yeah. was player of the year. And, uh, and, you know, but was really a football player. Um, but he's a great athlete. I mean, he's a great all-around athlete, which is what made him, you know, one of the things that made him a better football player.
1: Yeah, I think he was pro- probably a tight end at the time on the he football was. team. And he's now, tight. you know, he's one of the better right tackles in football. <laughs> yeah. so that kid was not finished growing by no. any. And history. there's also a stadium
2: named Abyssinia. Some argue it should be named Keneally um, Stadium. Um, I know you, you poured a lot of love. A uh, lot of blood, sweat, and tears from Brendan Keneally into making that stadium happen, Abyssinia Stadium.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it, we just saw an opportunity there. Obviously, there's a lot of history with the old Baynard Stadium f- for Silesian and a lot of other schools and, 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 you know, community partners. And, you know, it had fallen on hard times, and we had seen an opportunity to bring a lot of pieces together to kind of fit into a, a beautiful puzzle, as it were. And I was happy to be able to kind of make all that happen.
2: And I know, at at times, like any large public works project, it was divisive to the community. But ultimately, I think no doubt the way you led it, it's now something that's an incredibly unifying force for the city, the school, uh, and the entire community for high school athletics and the entire community.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it it, it was. You know, there were divisive, divisive moments for sure. But what I tried to tell our folks internally is just sort of take the the, the long the long approach you know it's like you know as a school we're going to be here we've been here a hundred years we're going to be here let's just sort of see this out there's you know people have to blow off some steam or or kind of have their points made some of those points were, were good points that we needed to hear uh and others you know were maybe out of bounds but ultimately we just kind of stayed the course with it and and uh and we're real happy with what it is and i think what people will remember is not the divisiveness that that got us there it's just that what what it has become so that's I think what's good
2: great uh, so Brandon w- you know in our role here at the county uh, we like to create jobs and a lot of people a lot of people think about and talk about when creating jobs is like how do we attract the big company here to make jobs the Amazon's or the Google's or what you know sure um, more important than that and all sorts of studies show this Ewing and Marion Kaufman Foundation has done a lot of studies that the way to really create jobs for the long term is you create them at home you start in elementary school middle school high school you, you train kids and how to start companies and create job creating companies what's interesting is you went from leading really a, a top educational institution in our state and now have moved to what's really a top startup in our state you created something let's talk a little bit about Nestor
0: yeah sure no I uh thank you yeah so Nestor <coughs> was something that uh, I had been thinking about for a while it probably it seems Uh, maybe to some of the listeners is a a bit of a a pivot from, from education, but it it came from, I was having dinner with a really close friend of mine and he's a smart guy, sophisticated guy. He had bought a house recently and was lamenting a lot of the things that were going wrong with the house. I think most people can sort of, if you've owned a house, you can relate to that. It was the roof had gone and the HVAC had gone, all these things. And the house is only about 10 years old. And he was just kind of annoyed by all of this. And of course, there's a financial side to that. And I kind of like this stuff. And I've done a lot of, you know, you mentioned the stadium, but running schools, I've done a lot of construction related projects, a lot of facility stuff. And so I was just kind of interested because, you know, at, for uh, for example, at Sleasianum, you know, we plan for all those major things. They're, they're kind of boring stuff, but the boiler and the, the roof and all that, and and I was like, well, why don't people know about this stuff? When they buy the house, why is that stuff a surprise? It, it, it shouldn't be, right? So when I was at Silesianum, we put on a roof. It was a million dollars. You know, Silesianum's a flat, you know, it's got a flat roof. No one can see that, that roof, right? It's, it's not a glamorous thing. It's a million bucks. And it's a 20-year roof. And we know, like, 20 years from now, whoever's the president at Silesianum 20 years from now should not be surprised that that roof needs to be replaced. They have 20 years of lead time to know that that roof is going to need to replace. And I said, so, you know, so we plan for that. We put away money every year. I said, why don't people know that when they go to put in an offer on a house, they should know all of those things and when they're coming, because we can predict most of them, right? Not the day the roof is going to leak, but we can predict with some certainty, like when that stuff's going to wear out. And so I just started tinkering with it and saying, like, what's out there that will allow people to do this? And, and nothing – there was no product on the market that – for people who are buying houses to kind of give them some of that um, visibility into that stuff. It was always just a black box, basically. And so it created Nestor, and after I left Sally's, I, you know, officially launched Nestor. And um, the idea is to basically – it's sort of like Carfax. You would never buy a used car today – without getting a Carfax report to sort of see, okay, was it ever in a flood or all this stuff. What Nestor does is it projects forward. It gives a buyer a 15-year timeline of when all the major systems will need to be replaced. So roof, windows, HVAC, major plumbing and electric appliances. And then it says this is when those things are going to need to be replaced for this house this is how much a a buyer will need to save every month on top of their mortgage. So it's not because, you know, if you own a house, you know, it's not just your mortgage, right? But, but what is that other cost going to be? And so we can help uh, a buyer budget for that before they put in an offer on a house. And then what it does is it also enables them to say, well, maybe they're looking at two houses. We can get two reports, put them side by side and and maybe one house is a little bit more expensive, right? And well, that's, that might be a stretch for my budget well, maybe that house that's more expensive is actually not more expensive when you consider all the other stuff. And, and those things are real costs, right? If, if your roof leaks, you, you can't just ignore it, right? It, something has to happen. Or if your furnace goes out, right? There's something, you can patch things, you can repair, but ultimately there's a cost. And so we just help to kind of not just help buyers understand what the mortgage is going to be, which is pretty simple to get, but it's what's the all-in cost for that house and then how to prepare for it
2: how do you get that information i always wonder with carfax like somehow it knows i get an oil change and it knows it's amazing right
0: yeah and, and so in a sense for us as a small startup um it's sort of good news bad news if if the data that we needed was aggregated somewhere already we wouldn't have a business. Because Zillow or one of the other major players would already own that data mm-hmm. and be using it in a similar way. So, this gives us an opportunity as a small company. And so, the way we get it is it's a bit of a hand to hand combat. So, what we've built is essentially a, a wizard. We walk a buyer through a whole bunch of questions about the house that they're buying. And so, if they have the listing sheet for the house, And especially if the listing agent, the real estate agent, did a good job in the listing and put a lot of information in, they have the listing agent. And here in Delaware, there's a seller disclosure required. If they have both of those documents, they can walk through our um, wizard and answer all the questions very, very easily. We've made it so that it's um, the average person can. We kind of hold their hand through the process and ask them a bunch of questions. It's all visual. There's pictures. They just click on it. Um, or you know, if they're on their iPad or phone, they can just tap on stuff.
2: So, so right now, Brennan, if I'm in the market to buy a house in Delaware, I can reach out to Nestor.com and, and walk through this. The wizard works and it c- operates. Correct. N- yeah, Nestor.app.
0: Yeah, Nestor.app. Mm-hmm. But but yes, the answer is yes. If you're here in Delaware, in fact, we're we're everywhere. Um, so we c- anywhere in, in the in the U.S., a single family home, um, you can go to us directly um, and and get online and just walk through the wizard, um, you know, you pay for it. It's $87. You get, but you get, um, eight reports. You get, so the idea is that, you know, most people are going to look at a few houses seriously. And so you get up to eight reports, mm-hmm. uh, for $87 and, and you can kind of go on and, and do it. Yeah. Do a now run f-
2: One thing you mentioned to me is that, and this appeals to me as a homeowner is that uh, even if you're not buying a house, uh, like I kind of want to know, like I kind of want to know, uh, like how do I know I need a new HVAC? Well, the heater stopped working, yeah. right? That's usually yeah. how I know I need a new HVAC. Um, on the other hand, actually, in my day job at the county, similar to your experience at Sally's, we know my my people know the usable life sure. of the boilers and of the roof, so we know okay, let's fix it before it. It breaks, and most of the time we we do all right with that, with our libraries and parks and things right, like absolutely. that. Absolutely, um, but with my house, I don't. I have. I know some of the systems. Others. Others. I don't. I certainly don't know the usable life of the roof I just put in. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, h-
2: what do I do if I'm a current homeowner?
0: Yeah, and so we, this is. So it's really interesting. So when we put this in front of folks. Um, obviously, our our intent here was with buyers but we got a lot of feedback from people who weren't in the market currently for a house. And they were, they said, well, I own my house. I'm not at the moment looking, but I would love that information. I'd love to see that timeline for my own house and just to kind of help, you know, help plan. And so we are about, we're about two weeks, maybe three weeks away from launching a homeowner product. It's very similar. But so if you're a homeowner, We'll provide you with a a report that gives you the timeline. It gives you an inventory of all the major stuff in your house and kind of what to be thinking about it and, and just to help you plan and give you that budgeting information as well. So that's coming really soon. As someone in 2020 who had to replace his furnace, and then
1: uh, this spring had to replace his septic system. Oh, septic's tough. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Kind of wish I'd had this a few years ago when we bought this house. Uh, And and Matt knows, uh, because we used to live near each other, (laughs) my last house was was even worse, the number
0: of things. that Yeah,
2: $87 compared to the thousands of dollars of additional cost yeah. of waiting till the roof leaks rather than fixing it first.
0: Yeah. And, and again, we're, um, you know, these things are going to happen. Every house, uh, eventually these things will always need to get replaced. Either no house is going to have something that lasts forever. It's really just to help a buyer plan for these things to know it's, it's a peace of mind, right? It's okay. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to make the, for most people, the largest investment of my life in, in this house and I just want to make sure I'm making a good decision, and that I'm planning for the stuff that's coming. And again, it's it's not a you know it's not a crystal ball, but it's a it, it gives a good uh, you know a good view of what's to come for that house, and then and then how to financially plan for it. And it, you know it might just be you know what I don't want to take on all of that in the ne- in the first five years of my house, even if I can afford it. It might just be sort of the annoying factor, like I don't want to live in a construction zone for you know for those years mm-hmm. i'd rather look at something different you're probably still going to buy a house right and you know people are looking to move maybe they're buying their first house or they're they're having kids or whatever they're up maybe they're upsizing or maybe they're downsizing you know we've heard from a lot of older people who are doing this and they're downsizing and, and they, they want a plan they want to make sure that you know if they're especially if they're on like fixed income they, they want to make sure that they're um, planning for this stuff and so it just gives that peace of mind that they're making a good decision and helping to you know figure out what's what's to come yeah sure. yeah. I mean when
1: you're going through that home buying process there's so much information coming at you anyway sure uh, that a lot of times you can kind of get lost in the shuffle of you know I've got my inspection report I've got the you know disclosure forms here in Delaware and I think a lot of times too people kind of feel, confident because they've done an inspection that they've you know planned or figured out you know kind of everything that that can and could go wrong i mean i I remember the first house that we had uh, was 130 year old row house in the city right we had the had the inspection done and oh yeah you know the roof's fine this is fine whatever uh but you you know even then our 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 realtor kind of said you know you might want to consider doing a structural engineer's report on this right it's and and sat down and I don't know, that's like $1,200 to have that done. The inspector said it's fine, you know, why? Right, and we passed on that information, and $50,000 later, sure wish we hadn't passed on that information, right? So, you know, people always say, well, I'm already paying an inspector. I always pay $87 so for that. I'm going to tell you right now,
0: do it. Uh, well, yeah, thank you. Well, it sounds like you had a, a great realer, because that was some really good advice. Um,
1: wish I would had taken it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, um, because they could have very easily just tried to ignore that, and not told you about it, and uh, but it was good that they did. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that's you know interesting, we are for more due diligence, not less, right? We're uh, we think everyone should get a home inspection. They're really valuable, and I, I wouldn't buy a house without. And I know that in you know in this recent market, in some places it was hard to get a home inspection um, just because things were selling so quickly, but you know, that that could come back to haunt a a lot of people. Um, You know, we haven't seen the effects of houses selling without inspections yet, right? That'll come. Um, But in most cases, in most locations, in most scenarios, the home inspection is coming after a home, uh, an offer has been accepted, and then you get the home inspection, and then there's this whole process of negotiating after the offer um, with the stuff that the home inspector finds. And so one of the things that that we provide is we're not a home inspection right we're not replacing that home inspection we think everyone should get that but what it does is it probably what we will likely do is identify certain things that a home inspector would also have identified and move them up so that they're known before you put in an offer and the 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 idea really there is that some of that stuff should be informing the offer that you make because if if a roof is brand new versus 20 years old, th- th- there's a meaningful difference, there's a real financial difference there, or the, the boiler, or, or the furnace, or whatever. Um, and knowing all of that before you put in an offer really just helps you to make sure that you're putting in the, the most appropriate offer. What's interesting, one of the things that we don't do is we're not taking a position on this house is priced too high, too low, or just right. Um, that's sort of where we stop. We just provide the information so that the, the buyer, their family, and their realtor can take that information and use it to make the most appropriate offer within the marketplace. Um, we don't take a position on whether it's, you know, that, oh, this house is priced too high or this house is too low. Sure. What we do take, as I was saying mentioning earlier, is we can show two houses side by side and just say, hey, this is what financially is coming with these two houses and how they're different. But again, whether one is priced too high or too low is is sort of for the for the buyer, their realtor, and you know the family to make that decision for what's best for them.
1: Well, and if you think about it, you know again, kind of from the the car perspective, right? If you come in and, and you know the prices on cars are have still you know been high, especially used cars. Um, sure. You, you know, and, and a lot of that uh, having to do with the chip shortage. Um, But, you know, if you're looking at a used car, you know, and and this used car, you know, has no tread left on the tires, right, or is, you know, nearing the point where, you know, the transmission, the engine, the alternator, whatever, you know, could be coming up, that's something that you want to think about, right, but it's not something that the average buyer considers. The same thing with with the house, right. You know, an inspector may say, well, that roof looks good. I think you'll be fine. I mean, that's generally the the, – kind of report I've got. you know, the roof looks good. The right. roof has uh, grain left in the shingles or whatever, right? Sure. They kind of give you this, and you, you're the average home buyer. You're like, okay, I guess that sounds fine. It's a lot different than saying, well, that roof was installed seven years ago, and, you know, it's it realistically got 13-ish years left back in it. You should probably think about that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what often um, inspectors provide is does th- – does this thing roof whatever furnace boiler? Does it meet code mm-hmm. and does it work? Mm-hmm. Right. Those are the t- you know those are the two main things that they're kind of looking for, and and what uh, what the buyer gets typically is a very long report. Hun- it could be literally hundreds of pages report w- with all of that stuff, and what we do is. Um, again, we think we're very complimentary, and, and having a good home inspector go through all of that is very valuable and, and I think w- definitely worth the, the, the cost. But what we do is, in, in one way, is the opposite. We're not giving a hundreds-page report. Our report is one page, and it's saying, okay, if you take all of this information and we boil all of that down, we want to synthesize all of this stuff down to make it super useful and practical and actionable for a buyer so it's here's the timeline here's what's coming right we're going to save you the all the calculations on the back end and all that all of that and just here's a 15-year timeline it's very visual and here's what's coming and when we crunch all the numbers this is how much you need to save per month because i think that's what most people really want to know most people are thinking about their budget on a month, you know, it's a monthly budget, and just can I afford this? And, uh, and so we kind of filter out a lot of the noise and, and work really hard to just get down to sort of that kind of one number. Let's get to one number in a sense. Now, the report provides more than that. I mean, there's negotiation tips, there's questions to follow up, on there's a bunch of other things, but it's one page, and, and it just kind of puts it all there for them. Yeah, and I think especially for young or first-time or maybe even second-time
1: home buyers that some of the, the costs of the components that you're talking about isn't you know you know they're expensive you don't necessarily know the the scale of expense or what you should be setting aside to plan for that right i mean you know if you're 27 28 you know you might be getting finally you know, the point you can buy your first house and you know if you've been renting an apartment the maintenance has been part of what you pay in rent, right? It's not a thing that you've had to set aside a separate amount of budget for for when the water heater goes in the apartment you've been renting. Um, But, you know, having that kind of number that, okay, you know, my mortgage may be X and my property taxes are Y, and that's coming out every month into escrow and I'm good. The reality is there's probably like 20% of that number that you need to be setting aside for what are going to be these major things. So that way, you know, when you get there, it's not a surprise, and you're not scrambling for financing, and you, sure. you kind of know what you're going to do.
0: Yeah, and so um, Zillow uh, did a huge, over a million people um, involved in a survey that Zillow did about a year ago, and the num- of, and this was of homeowners. The number one regret of homeowners was unexpected costs of home repair and maintenance. So, like, literally the number one thing that, that homeowners complain about is unexpected cost of maintenance and repairs. And what we can do is make – our belief is that most of those things should not be unexpected. They don't have to be unexpected. So, what, you know, what Nestor is doing is essentially directly addressing the number one problem that homeowners face and, and, and just making it a lot more transparent for them. For sure, too. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, I think, too,
1: you, again, kind of bringing it to cars. Like some type, you know, you go out and you buy a, a Chevy whatever, you know, a Tahoe. You kind of have a predictable cost sure. of maintenance, oil changes, tires, whatever. You, you go and buy a Mercedes, those maintenance costs are a lot different. Uh, you know, that there's a very specific kind of oil that has to go in. Or I've seen, you know, people who buy, like, high-end Audis where you basically have to take half the engine apart to oh, change yeah. the oil sure, filter. Sure. In, right? It's just it's kind of nuts. Um, and so those are some of the things that I think, too, you know, if you're used to living in a home that's on city water or, or county sewer or city sewer or whatever, you know, and then you go into a house with a septic system or a water conditioner, right? Things that you've never experienced before, but, well, you know, okay, I got this inspection that says it looks fine, and I'll, I'm going to go in. Well, you know, here's what you should know is in about 10 years, <laughs> the cost to replace that sucker is 25 grand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. make sure you're setting aside. Uh, and I say that from complete and total experience this yeah. when I had to redo no, my entire episode. I know,
0: and I, I've had similar experiences and certainly friends and family with certain, you know, similar experiences. And I think all of that is what um, sort of Nestor is born from. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's from those experiences. and. You know, we're we're now as we've we launched only about a month ago. Um, we're as I mentioned earlier, we're we're national. We launched nationally, um, and so we're available anywhere, basically for um, single family homes at this point. We'll eventually get into townhouses and, and all that, but um, starting with single families. Um, and we're you know available if a buyer wants to come to us directly. That's that's great. Um, we're also working directly now with um, the realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had a lot of great response from realtors um, looking at we're partnering partnering with individual realtors so that they can provide it to their to their buyer clients Um, but we're also talking to some of the big brokerages um, you know national or regional or national brokerages so names that would be familiar to 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 you and your listeners um, about partnering with them so that they because they said you know this is a great value add this is something that we can help our our buyers we can set ourselves apart in in this marketplace as like you know we care for you as a as a customer we want to we want to help you make the best decision for you and your family and so we're um, looking to partner with uh, some of the different um, brokerages out there and so some of that's coming um it takes a little time with the with you know it being kind of brokerages they don't just have that doesn't happen overnight so yeah but but that's coming
1: You know, I think, too, you know, some people are probably, well, you know, home prices are X, you know, high, and and the market, you know, it's certainly cooled a bit, but I think homes, at least in northern Newcastle County, are still moving because, yeah, you know, there's not much left you can build on. Um, You know, well, if I'm I'm having to get in this 13-bid competitive situation without inspections and I'm already over, and, you know, what's the point of knowing anymore I need a house – But the reality is, you know, a lot of people are stretching their budget to the absolute end of where it could be or over it. And, you know, having a surprise after that is going to be devastating Mm -hmm. to you. So, you know, it's one thing we had some friends who were trying to buy in the middle of the insanity of the last couple of years and, you know, repeatedly getting in a position where they were multiple offers and multiple bids and whatnot. And the exasperation of just like well we need you know a house our lease is up we've got to do something, and you know we just kept kind of saying like yeah just make sure you know you don't wind up in a spot because you're you're in this kind of desperation point that you're gonna regret it in the long term and I think that too you know people may say well, why do I, I there may be a reluctance to find out some bad information but sure. at the same time in the long run you're gonna wish you had uh, you know even if you're in a position where you know, this guy may not want an inspection, whatever. You know, do that due diligence. Don't walk away from it.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's – this is a tough market, and it certainly, you know, if you go back six months, it was even tougher. I think it's – as you said, I think it's cooling a bit. Things are slowing down, getting cl- a little closer to normal, not quite there, but things are definitely still moving. So one of the things, again, in some spots – uh, like here, uh, at times, it's been tough to get an inspection because, you know, um, you know, offers were not going to work if they were contingent on an inspection. And, and so while we were not cr- designed, created to replace an inspection, we're not. Um, I'll be very clear. Like, we would absolutely think that people should get an inspection. Get an the house. inspection. Yeah. Do it. However, if you're in a situation where you can't get an inspection, we've seen this from some buyers in some spots. Nester actually can happen instantaneously um you know you can do you can get a Nester report with the information that's available and that will help you make your offer um so it's it's again it doesn't replace that inspection but if you're in a spot where you're unable to get one because of all those reasons it can be used as okay uh, uh, some bit of the puzzle to help make that decision I think you're right. You know, I I definitely sympathize with the buyers out there that really need to, you know, if their lease is up and they they need to get into a new place or or whatever life circumstances is kind of making them need to to buy a house at this moment, it can be really hard. And I think think there's the repercussions of some of those decisions are coming in the years ahead. For sure. I don't think it's going to be on the scale of sort of what happened in 07-08, um, but I think it's going to be meaningful, and, um, and so people are having to make decisions, and, um, I get it, they're in a tough, they can be in a tough spot, um, but there are certain things that they can do to help minimize or mitigate some of those risks, and, and whether it's Nestor or, or other things, having a good realtor who can help them navigate these very challenging times, um, you know, th- that will pay off in the long run. Um, there's There are some things that, that people can do, but I, I get it. People, you know, f- can be exasperated if they've, you know, been around and around, you know, multiple offers on multiple homes, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's draining. Uh, I get it for sure. Yeah, I mean, no matter how bad you need a place, uh, don't.
1: Forgo information if you can get it. Uh, <laughs> certainly, if you have a good realtor, uh, you'll know because they'll be encouraging you to get as much information as you can get. Um, and then don't be dumb like we were the first time we bought a house and ignore that. Uh, listen to them when they say get multiple uh, forms of verification on permits. And yeah, you know, for whatnot. sure. And,
0: like, and, and you know, the the best realtors are looking at it over the long term, right? The best realtors want you not as a one-time customer Mm -hmm. they want to get you into your first home and then they want to be there five years later when you start having kids and you're buying and you're upgrading and then you're going and you know they want to be there through the whole life cycle and they want to be there when you sell your house and, and the whole bit and so the best are are truly thinking about that long term and they don't want you to be unhappy after you you know they're not just looking for the quick sale and they get their commission and then they never talk to you again and so you know, I think trying to parse that out to make sure that they are truly aligned with you, with what your you know values are and, and what you need in this moment is is super important. Well, if you are
1: looking to buy a home, check out Nestor.app. app. Uh, it's where you can find the Nestor platform. If you're looking to sell a home, yeah, right, you can check out Nestor app and you can kind of figure out what you can expect when a buyer checks it out. And if you just own a home and you want to know, wait maybe two or three weeks, but then you can check out. <laughs> Nestor.app, app, and you can just kind of figure out how your own, you know, home owning planning should be going for your various future costly maintenance projects to your house. The uh, th- that old Tom Hanks movie, The Money Pit. Oh yeah, you know I felt that with my my first home. <laughs> um, I don't know that Nestor would have found a lot of the forged permits for work that we dealt with. Probably but not but that, but certainly would have told me when that water heater was going to go oh, out sure. in the middle of fixing all that to just icing that cake. So that yeah, uh, absolutely for sure. Uh, when the homeowner portion of it is open, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in check it out, plug Thanks. in my my new furnace that I've got, my new <laughs> septic system, I've got all that fun stuff, and then start planning for the next. Uh, but, yeah, Brendan, thanks for coming in, man. really appreciate you.
0: Thank you very much, Kyle. I, pr- I really appreciate it, and, and the county exec, thank you. And uh, uh, this has been really fun, and uh, congrats on all the awesome work you guys are doing here in the county. It, it's, it's great. I, l- I live here. I live in Wilmington, so I grew up here, so uh, it, it's really great. I really appreciate
1: it, and we're looking forward to the next uh, thing that you've got coming down the pipe after this. I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be more projects.
0: Oh, we'll see. Thanks. I appreciate thank it.